Check nice and early for Popper's Band of Merry Men, just bringing the vibes down ever so slightly over the weekend, but it does not bring FES down. We are here for the wins, the losses, and the stalemates. Speaking of mates who never go stale, uh, Clarky, how are you feeling? Dave, good evening. Budza, good evening. Um, and good evening to all the Vuck faithful. Um, much like Tony Popovich trying to break down a 4-4-2. I've had a frustrating week this week, but it doesn't matter now because for the next hour or so, I'm going to sit down with you fine gentlemen and and talk Vuck. And despite the result on the weekend, that that's all right with me. Yes, and as you uh, led on to there, joining me and all of us this evening is the man who dominated national TV on Saturday night. They could not... Get the microphone off him. Budza, the man <laughs> of the fucking people. How are you, my son? Yeah, go on, go on, all the all the Vucks out there, all my fans. Um I'm I'm um I'm to blame that uh, this is a late podcast in the week. Mm. So um much much like the man Clarky, it's been a it's been a tough week. Um a good tough week actually. Um just, you know, pressed professionally, lots to do this time of the year. Everyone wants their shit out and finished, so it's been big. But the best way I think I could blow off steam on a Thursday night is to have a couple of Vak Lagers and a Chinwag with you boys. So good to be here. Yes, yes. And I'm uh, slurping down a victory draft right now uh, as well, but it's going down a treat with this warmer weather. Um we had some people suggest that we might be still feeling a bit butthurt. That's why we didn't go live on uh, Tuesday night, uh, feeling contending that potentially we were just a little bit sore and sorry for ourselves. Um, absolutely, I thought okay. So I can dispel I was, that myth. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good, good, um, honest reply that we gave as well because yeah. um, we've. Um, we had the- we have a body of work of talking shit when we're shit. I think they're our best <laughs> podcasts. They're the ones we enjoy the most. They're the ones the fans love the most too, and uh, the numbers say so. The spleens getting vented during the Brebner Steve Keane era was something else. We had we had uh, Mark Bosnich knocking on our door, you know, it, because the media loves a crisis, and FES was there for the crisis. So we're not scared by a little one nil result early in the season. Not us. Um, as you said, Buzz, it was supposed to be uh, a Tuesday night. Uh, but look, I'm, I'm pumped that it's Thursday, actually, because yeah, it's kind of since the whole COVID thing and the you know uh, return to the office. Thursday's the new Friday. Oh, Thursday for, for for many years, um, old colleagues of mine would know how much of an advocate I am for Thursday because uh, where I live, uh, in my neck of the wedge, uh, Thursday night's bin night. So it would be get out of the car, stroll those stroll those bins out onto the uh, onto the mm-hmm. footpath, and stroll into the weekend with a can in hand. Oh yeah, because you know anyone who anyone who emails you on a Friday is a bum. <laughs> so you know yeah, Thursday I mean, Thursday nights where it's at, boys. 
You block out the calendar on a Friday, you know, with fake meetings. Hopefully <laughs> no one from work is listening. Um, the, the agenda, boys, tonight, I mean, we've obviously got to discuss FES going mainstream. Peering on the telly on Saturday night, what was that all about? They'll, they'll put anyone on these days to boost their ratings, I'd, I'd suggest. But the, the Western Sydney game that night and the result, the balls of steel that, swum out of that like we'll try and find some positives i guess uh but there's a really interesting topic um clarky uh when was the date that graham arnold like pick or has to pick his extended squad because i want to discuss tonight potential world cup vux who could they be yeah limited time to stake the claim indeed indeed there's a lot of players uh that you know there's a form turnaround. Well, we'll get to that though, because the other thing is the um, all access stuff that Keep Up and the APL have uh, put out. The, the first one launched last week with Nani, and I, I've got to say, guys, uh, I was pretty pumped. The, pretty pumped after that. It seems like they're onto something there as a theme. So we'll get into that. Then we'll round things off with our clash this Saturday, the City Football Group. Yeah, we are. Nice early derby to get those juices flowing. Now, a few new Patreons this week and a noticeable surge uh, in activity on our Discord server. If you have no idea what Discord is, it's like a forum, but you know you can do it on your phone or on your PC or your tablet and talk to other bucks. Isn't that right, Clarky? And, and, and do you want to talk to our listeners about the new Patreons this week, mate? Oh, yeah, I can definitely do that for you this week, Dave. Not a problem. So thanks oh, thank goes you so out. much. Thanks goes out to um, Cameron Menzies, Brad Conlon, Tom A, Matthew Harrison, Joe T, and Dave McCabe. Good lad, Dave McCabe. Now, uh, Budza, the FVS Patreon event. Uh, it's it's a, an event that all those names listed now have access to. Tell us what's going on with this event. This is almost a first. We've had, you know, um, live podcasts before, but this will just be a watch party for the Brisbane Raw game. Is that right? That's right, Dave. Uh, Saturday, October 29th from 1pm at the Terminus Hotel, Fitzroy North. Uh, that little bit of Fitzroy North or Clifton Hill. Um become a patron for access to free tickets. How many tickets we got left, Clarky? Uh, I think we're, we're under 15 tickets remain. Yeah, so, so what, are, what are we at? 70, 70 packs at the moment or 65? What is it, 70? Yeah, we're closing in on 70 people attending, yep. So that's a very good number. Uh, we've got a function room. Come have a drink with fellow Vux and watch the Brisbane away game. Uh, there's going to be door prizes and giveaways too. And... Um, a few people from the club might be coming down, so there's um, yeah, there's a lot of value there. And for as little as a dollar fifty per episode, if you sign up to our Patreon, you've got access to Discord and you can access this event. We'll all be there. Um, look, it's going to be a banger. I think this pub has excellent food. Um, you know, if they don't have a P Plus account, we've got one. Um, there's going to be two TVs in the room. So if you don't want to talk to me, 
uh, and my posse uh, <laughs> watching TV, you can go to the other TV across the room. And um, I don't know, we can roll up serviettes and throw them at each other. I think it might be a little bit of a loose event. It is an 18-plus event. Uh, we will work on getting more of a family event happening later in the year. But I'm pretty excited about this one. I've got my uh, I've got my old lady coming to babysit for the day, and uh, I can get the train there and the train home. So I might be in as good a form at this event as I was on my annual little personal crusade I have every first home game of the season to obliterate myself, and I did not <laughs> fail again this week. Um, drink responsibly. You and me both, mate. Yeah, drink responsibly, everyone that's listening, but yeah, it can get a bit out of hand on the first game. I always feel sheepy coming into the second, sheepish coming into the second game of the season because I'm like, oh, please don't do that again. But I, I did it again. Did it again and again, and uh, did it on uh, national TV. So, look, last year, last year, I um enjoyed myself so much in the first game. I ended up, I was too scared to walk into the house. Um, <laughs> We've all been yeah, there. I was, I was too scared to walk. So I, I walked around the block like four times to try and sober up, and then came home. And my wife was like, "Oh, I'm putting some new furniture. You've got like a flat pack furniture." And she's like, "Come and help me." Oh, and no. I was like, "Oh, cool! Give me the power <laughs> drill." So, um, yeah, we put a we I put a table. Think of anything worse to do oh, after a game of... and a day on the source? Well, we put it together, and as we we're putting it together, and this is last year. This isn't my night the other night. If anyone's got it twisted, um, I ended up sneaking to the fridge and grabbing cans at the time and just sipping on them while we were, you know, Alan keying this uh, this bit of furniture. This year, I just ended up. I don't know. I just got home and uh, um, ate food and went straight to bed. I think I turned the lights on while the the, the missus was asleep and um, didn't know what I was doing. So, yeah, it was a big night, a huge night. So don't ask me for anything about the game. Hi, it's Nani, and you are listening to For Vuck's Sake. Okay, gentlemen. Now, Western Sydney Wanderers, they came to town, brought a decent little contingent with them as well and here in Victoria after an entire week of massive hype around this fixture the lads just couldn't get it done on the day and the Wanderers in my view gents performed what you could call the ultimate smash and grab leaving the final state of Victoria with all three points not panic stations in any way gentlemen but I want us to get that microscope out, potentially look at it from our own perspectives, what went wrong. But also, thankfully, we have our fellow Vux who listeners of the podcast provided their own listings of things, which we'll get into as well. But let's kick it off with ourselves. Off you go. Well, yeah, um, as you said, Dave, um, Western Sydney came, they... um, they came compact and they came determined to frustrate and and they leave mission successful. Um, they may have not offered up much during the game, but they uh, they made it extremely difficult for us and uh, they they rode their luck. They get that goal from uh, Merchiller and away they go. They they look harder to beat this season, Western Sydney. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Buds. Buds, was it was this one of the worst performances you've seen under Tony Popovich? Yeah, I reckon it probably is. Um, in um, 
if you consider where we where we uh, were the week before, in worse conditions, um, incredible home um, game, incredible scenes pre-game. Um, you know, there was a was there a fucking saxophone? Was there was there a hectic saxophone yes, pre-game? Sax, cello, I think they're called. Yeah, um, yeah, they're they're, they're good. It got me absolutely pumped, and uh, I got so excited for this game. Um, and you know what we witnessed was uh, an impotent shit show. And mm-hmm. you know the fact that uh, Tommy Marcella is the match winner uh, probably yeah. tells you all you need to know about this game for anyone mm-hmm. who's um, you know ever watched the the league before. You know. We got players like Borello and Ninkovic and Yengi and Treore um, to come out and and Borello, if I didn't just say his name, um, mm. to come out and play the anti-football that Rudan set them up to play. Yeah, they bashed um, us up. The culture kings, um, the culture kings manager. <laughs> yeah, they um, they've got a few big units. Matifano, um, Juvenhoff, uh, Marcelo, Marcella. Good experience and youth combo in that in the center of the park. Yeah, Kurpich, You know they got some some big guys, and unfortunately, we just didn't offer anything. We didn't offer much. Like really, one one clear cut chance, which was the Brimmer header uh, late late on, and you know we went we went into the sheds. You know, one nil down, but that was really it, man. You know, I thought bringing Icon on the 67th minute was probably probably a little bit late in the piece, um, but mm-hmm. pretty pretty on brand for for what Tony's done. He he brings his subs on earlier than you know Kev did, um, but I thought there could have been some. You know, obviously what what was happening in the first half just wasn't working at all. And um, he left it pretty late. You know, he he made wholesale changes, but uh, overall, not much, bro. And if if anything, I'd probably say that um, you know, it was one of those games where obviously the opposition came, did a job, smash and grab, as you said. Rudan isn't a mug; he's just a dickhead. So he's mm. done this before to us. Um, Many times with two different sides, but you know you, you're looking for Nani to to do this, um, and he didn't get it done either. Clarky, I want to um, butter the bread first and then pass it to you to uh, finish that sandwich. But what Bud's talked about there about Rudan, you know, that's pretty much how I saw it. He closed up shop stifled us. It worked perfectly. Case of manager identifying strength and nullifying our strength and our manager not reacting. I mean, we talked last week about that transition game and, you know, it was stifled and we didn't have any answers. Yeah, well, it's 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 half reacting. As Buds has said, the changes were should have been good, but changes don't do anything if you tell that player that you're changing to just continue on the same way. Like, economy should bring some more directness and a, a bit more urgency and, and a bit more speed to the player because our tempo was extremely slow. It just, it made it comfortable for, um, 
Western Sydney. And you think, okay, bring Economides on and just lift the tempo. The tempo stays the same. And that's the frustrating thing where, you know, maybe these substitutions could work. But I put this squarely on Tony Popovich, honestly. Um, and this this is not me going off at him, but we've seen it before. We, we've seen this. We've seen teams do this to us in the, uh, the semifinal. And apparently he went off. Apparently he went off at the players. Yeah, you know? we probably uh, should. We probably should have. But also, you know, he's who, who's gonna who's gonna bollock him? It's not really what happens. Um, that's right. And it's it's nice to know that that happened. But you know, the the four two three one has has been nullified time and time again by uh, a four four two with um you know players sitting back and. You know, unfortunately, a, uh, a Raymar Chan and a Josh Belante um, pairing in defensive midfield, it's great, but there's nothing actually too dynamic coming coming out of there. There's no there's no really high tempo ball movement. There's no there's no dribbling. There's no taking players on. It's it's actually really it's awful to watch. It's awful as a spectator. It's awful as a Vuck fan because you kind of know that it's, it's going to take a miracle to, to work our way through it. And I don't, you know, for, for all, all the good that's actually um, comes from Popovich and comes from our players and the space where the club's at at the moment, it's definitely not panic stations. I don't think no. um, it's, but it's, it's definitely um, something that we're all improved. Yeah, it needs improvement, and I think we're we're all coming to terms with this. This is the limitation of the squad, and it right was here. reminiscent of last season. At you know, during those couple of down periods that we had last season, this hesitation in approaching the box, you know, and a well drilled side that stifles, and you know, they can set up behind the ball, particularly when they get the you know the go ahead goal, and it's a case of. Then we end up proceeding the game with these, you know, what often turns out to be just low percentage balls in hope. A mm. um, couple of things that I want to call out and we'll probably then talk about some of our listener contributions. But for me, the one of the problems in this game was uh, the fullbacks. And I guess there, there was a distinct lack of overlap coming from Cadete and Broxham and... I guess we kind of expect that now where we've been spoilt with players in those positions. I mean, people did talk about Bruma having a poor game, but it just felt utterly predictable. And that's how Rudin managed to set up because we were so predictable. Yeah, look, I think that honestly, I feel like that um, the wide areas is probably something that Tony Popovich had probably highlighted as a, an area that they needed to watch so there was just a bit of conservatism from our from our uh, left and right you know fullbacks to to sort of I guess push up and and not sort of create those overlaps because you've got Borello and Yengi who you know can can damage you if you're leaving the the, work the gaps the gaps behind so it felt a little bit instructive to me that it was like okay be a bit more conservative in your role but um at but some the, point, the, at some point, you've got to go for it. You've got to change. Well, that's it. And yeah. and they and they gave us the ball. This is the yep. thing as well. They they actually gave us the ball. 
like you have a look if you if you want to break it down statistically and have a look at the completed passes from the fullbacks, like our guys, um, uh, Cadete and Broxham did more than um, who they got at fullback, um, Traore and Clur. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, more more accurate passes, more passes, more time on the ball. I think they had thirty percent possess thirty one percent possession. We had sixty nine, like we had the ball over two times more than they did, and they let us have it and we did nothing with it. Um, you know, one shot on target for ninety minutes at home. Um it kinda it all went wrong and we had some very, very poor performances up forward. We had bad bad daggers, bad brimmer. Average Nani, um, and and that's yeah. that's it. If 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 you're not getting anything out of either of one of those three guys, that's um you, know, you can't you can't rely on Josh Belante to score every week. That's for sure. That's no. right. I mean, we went ninety minutes and barely looked like scoring. I mean, there were a couple of moments, but LT, I don't think he was ever really troubled. I think was it no. true that our first shot on target was the ninety first minute? Um, Heard that somewhere, but yeah, yeah, I just think we what the way in which Western Sydney set up it was easy pickings for them, and you know, we had no we had no plan B uh, to sort of think about what what the other options could be. At least it didn't work, whatever the approach was. I tell you what, though, if if that chance from from Nani that that hit the upright goes in it's early, then it, yeah, and it's a completely different game. Yeah, and it was just a. Bad, bad, bad day at the office for us. Just a bad day at the office. Yeah, we're we're better than that. We need to do better. Um, we we had a we had a couple of performances like this against Perth at home and Brisbane at home last season. So, you know, instead of blessing this guys to get it out of the way early, maybe, but you know, that's football. But <laughs> yeah, they um they 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 finally brought it. You know, they brought a contingent back. I think Western Sydney are trying to make a statement this year on and off the pitch. I feel like, you know, that's a club that's, um, you know, been disconnected from its fans. Um, I think the club's been disconnected from the players for a number of years too. It's just, it's been a bit of a shit show. I think they're trying to... No finals in, what is it, six seasons? Six seasons. That's that's unacceptable for a team like them and... You know, yeah, it, it is. The home, the home ground is a, a shadow of itself, and you know there was a, there's a bit of feeling, you know, with um, mm-hmm. from what I can remember of the um, <laughs> the um, the game. You know, they brought they brought their they brought a drum back this year. They had a fucking they, dip. The travelling support. You got to you got to like we yeah. obviously had the great view of it in South End as we always do. Mon, um, you know the fireworks you know it was just there was something in it you know and like they were there you know for the experience because they know and you know let's talk about the experience in terms of off the pitch the north end original style melbourne just tremendous um pre-game the uh tifo gentlemen like benchmark isn't it absolutely best best in the land and and we know that, and we're, sh- we're showing the rest of the league that again, and others may... RBTV may... know that too? Yeah, well, you know, they're aspiring to be us, and that's fine. You know, we've always got to have Who, a second RBTV place. RBTV or, or Western well, Sydney? Either or, really. <laughs> have they been on national television? That's what I'm asking. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> hey, 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 buds. You, you might remember this, Clarky. I'm not sure if you do, but it's... um. Do you remember, Buds, the word 
overstimulated. I do you think? Do. do you think Melbourne victory this week and the game being such a fizzer, you know, a dirty old Marcella goal that is just you know an anti-football and you know pretty dire affair. Do you remember yeah, the, the overstimulated saga from back in the day and it was when Melbourne Hart had joined the league and a letter was Someone written wrote a letter. to the club yeah, from right. fans. Right. Yep. I may or may not have had a hand in that letter. And <laughs> it was about declaring to Melbourne and to Melbourne Victory that you know, th- there's only one team in Melbourne you know, with the arrival of Hart. And this week, you know, to draw a comparison – this game, everything that led up to it, we had the documentary, the Nani, you know, all access thing come out and the hype building, you know, it was great social media campaigning. Then ourselves being involved in the pregame and, you know, we we're puffing our chests, the cockiness and the belief about where we were at after the heroic win up north against Sydney. The amazing build up with OSM, the march, we got to see a bit of it, Budza. Was it all too much for the club? Were we overstimulated, as Gary Cole said back in those days when Hart joined? Maybe. Um, I definitely got pretty stimulated by watching the Access All Areas, <laughs> and we'll talk about that later. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe it was. Um, I definitely got stimulated at the game after being on TV, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, there's a lot of stimulation going. There's a lot of stimulation going around. Um, there's a lot of stimulants. And I think someone had a crack at us, telling us we were too cocky um, going after last week. But fuck you! I like we beat Sydney FC in Sydney. Like that's what it's all about in this league, to be honest. So I mean, if you can't best, get cocky about that, yeah, it's the best the stimulation point? possible. What's the point of showing up? Yeah, exactly. So um, I don't mind. I don't mind losing. Um, it wasn't like a a woeful performance. It was maybe the guys were stimulated. They just came out flat. We're just flat, so we gotta we gotta harness. We gotta we gotta visualize, Carl. Visualize, um, yeah. We gotta we gotta visualize and bring it bring it for for this week for another big week, and that's the best thing. We forget last week and we roll into this week. We put the bins out. We put the bins out on a Thursday <laughs> night and we roll into the weekend. <laughs> With the can. Red flags. We're gonna talk red flags because we put this out to the Vuck populace, the FES community. Um, on our socials after the game, and there was some really good responses. We asked people to identify the biggest red flags from the game. You know, not, you know nothing to get worried about, but, you know, what are some observations that we as fans could make? And let's kick it off. Um, who wants to go first and read out some of these great comments we got back that night? I'll go first. I'll go first. And I'm going to go with... Uh... Great friend of the show, Nick Garner. Mr. Garner reckons uh, no plan B when the opposition is compact and force us wide. Well, I think we just spent 20 minutes talking about that. Um, Yeah, on the money. Uh, It's becoming um, painfully obvious, and that's probably what I was trying to allude to before. It's something we kind of need to get used to and expect for a couple of games of a season now. Um, unless the guys um, the guys can get through it, that's yeah. not just Tony. I think we've we've seen that um, our um, our esteemed assistant coaches uh, pull their weight during uh, match tactics and ad- advising of the boss. So um, you know it's going to be a team effort to um, nullify the uh, 
the negating tactics of the opposition. Yeah. So we got Sneds next, Clarky. What does Sneds have to say about red yeah, flags? Yeah, well, bit of a continuation of a theme here with with a few of them. So uh, Sneds says that difficulty transitioning through the midfield when overloaded, and yeah, it's just you'll see that there's a common thread. So the Vox, the Vox who watch, they know what they're talking about. Um, if we can see it, then sure as hell, the coaching staff can see it. But it's just about putting something in place. Because it's it's becoming a pattern now. The Bear Man. Um, what's he come with? Wasting chances. Open goal on 15 minutes. Couple of wasted free kicks. Uh, score earlier. Force oppositions to figure a way back into the game. So don't put the onus on us at home. Put the onus on the opposition team on what they're mm. going to do to stop us. And I think we were at, we are absolutely in agreement. Um, everyone that you know those those games last year where we had a steamrolling daggers uh, scoring within the first twenty minutes of the game, that was Vuck at its best, baby. So we need to we need to get back onto that train. Yep, yep. Speaking of getting back on trains, uh, Dimitri Burandaris laments. The lack of ball speed, no overlap from the fullbacks, isolating our wingers. That's that's exactly right, gents. Because and we talked about this in in our uh, analysis of the game, and, but we probably didn't focus enough on the fact that Falami, D'Agostino, Nani, isolated lack of support. You know, in those overlapping moments. Um, and, and slight segue from that, but. Got a few comments about how, you know, Cadete is not quite what Jason Davidson was in terms of yeah. Energizer Bunny performing when we have and have not got the ball. Yeah, it, it's tough with, with Dave. I mean, Davo was the league's best at what he mm. does in his position. And Cadete is fine. He's, he, he seems serviceable at this level and, and fine. But I think, again, there's going to be a question about when you're using a visa you, you want a player to be more than just fine. Um, look, we'll give him some time to, to oh, fill in. But it's it's tough. It's When you go from the best, nothing's going to be as good. Um, so, I think he'll come, he'll come into his own. I think he'll come you know, good, but two. let's just yep. let's just whip through these last couple others. So Melbourne Victory supporters of Tokyo, shout out to them. Um, simple passes causing uh, were errant, causing a lack of fluidity, Matthew Harrison said lack of movement, which did not challenge the press of Western Sydney. And he also mentioned turnovers in possession being unacceptable. And Kieran's also Kieran Megan's also mentioned that players seemed out of sync. So yeah. along with the, the difficulty transitioning and the overloaded midfield and all that, um, there was just a breakdown of, of, I guess, fluidity and, and possession as well, despite what we had, all that possession, you know, 68%, didn't do a hell of a lot with it, really. Um, so shout out to everyone who gave us gave us feedback on that. We love hearing from you, Vux. You're a smart lot, and we, uh, we appreciate it. Okay, well, the Balls of Steel, the most prestigious award in Australian football. Uh, three votes to Roderick Miranda. Two votes to Josh Belante and one to Paul Izzo. Buds, what's the leaderboard looking like? Josh Belante, the skipper, has gone to the top with four votes. Then we've got a tie for second with Icon and Roddy Miranda. 
on three votes. Daggers on one vote and Peter the Izzo on one vote. Um, so, mm. um, yeah, I think it's uh, it is what it is right now, man. Uh, Brillante's been solid, serviceable. Uh, the match winners are up there. We need to keep this rolling. I want some big votes. Like, you know, it always drops off a little bit when the uh, when the results aren't good. You know, the week beforehand, we had a hundred, over 100 punters voting. I want 200 this week after we beat City. Monofuck. <laughs> All right, we will take a short break. You're listening to For Luck's Sake. Hi, it's Ben Falami. You're listening to the only Melbourne Victory podcast by the fans and for the fans, for Vuck's sake. All right. So, boys, I um, recently started watching Welcome to Wrexham. And in one of the early episodes, Ryan Reynolds talks about rest of the world because Wrexham, when you play them on FIFA, they're in the category of rest of the world on FIFA. Well, what we're going to be talking about now is the rest of the world stuff in terms of, for fuck's sake, the other items. We used to call them the tidbits. So we need to talk about the A-League All Access, the first episode of the new documentary series. I enjoyed it, and I got a feeling that there was a good buzz, not just with the VUC, but across the A-League, boys. It was a better production than I thought it was going to be. When when it was, like, announced and there was like this jam sorry jam tv was um known to be the producer of it more like fuck what is this shit like not even the um the home broadcaster wants to be the actual um producer of this you know the jury was out but it was good i liked it i liked it they made us and nani the the number one it's good to see how good a bloke is nani is behind um Behind the scenes, uh, it's good to see some of the you know, culture that Popper's got going in the clubs. You know, the training footage, the banter about Jay Scaria um, parking in was it Jay Scaria parking in yeah, Popper's yeah. parking spot, mm. and the punishment being bottles of wine and cake. Um, you know, just just that kind of stuff. I love it, and it looks like you know Nani's enjoying his time here. And then was amazing seeing the footage of the the big blue unfolding and everything from the sidelines and just seeing the way we... That was brilliant. You know, oh, it was so good. It was so, so good. I, uh, I I can't get enough of it. I haven't, I haven't watched the second episode or have seen if it's come out yet, but um, the first one was an absolute belter. And um, I'm, hope, I'm hoping the numbers are good for it because, um, you know, it's a slick production. It was good. Yeah, I think the second one is uh, actually debuting as we record, focused in on Charlie Austin up at the Raw. Clarky, what did you think? I mean, I know you have an eye for detail. You know, I think Giorgio R. Clarky, uh, I think it was the uh, after the kits and the analysis of the contours and the textures and the the chevrons and all of that. Now, tell us what you thought of the fucking access all areas thing, because I think you'd have to agree, right? Surely. Oh, absolutely. It's um, it's an extremely pro production, um, extremely pro. It looked, as Bud said, it looked so good. Um, kudos to the FPL and and this production company. Um, they've done a really good job so far. It's one episode in, but if it continues like that, it's it's a great 
marketing piece for the league and I'm going to enjoy every every moment of it. It's a fantastic production. I can't wait to see. I've seen a teaser. I can't wait to see Charlie Austin blasting his team. Connor Chapman just going at it at halftime <laughs> in a game. It looks fucking spicy. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it a lot really going up, at, up there in Brisbane at the moment. We won't delve too much into it, but our listeners, yeah, there's <laughs> been a bit of off-field dramas and, and, and whatnot up there. So... I guess we have to move on, but and buds, we got to talk about the retirement of one of one of the great Vuck players. Probably, in fact, not probably. I would say he's our most technically gifted striker that we've ever had. Ola Toivonen, kick us off, yeah. mate. Yeah, he's uh, announced his retirement. Um, he's been back playing at Malmo in Sweden and winning things with them. Um, there's just a Big damn shame that COVID came around, and probably, I reckon he may ha- he may have stayed for for an extra season, but um, probably glad he didn't see the shit show that we did become. Um, yeah, he was one we wasted. Uh, I'm glad we appreciated him uh, as much as we did and got to see him, and um, he you know performed as well as he did for us because yeah he was he was a wizard i don't really think he played too many bad if he played any bad games for us um played in a rubbish side um but um yeah um congratulations to him on his career and thanks for coming because it was a real coup getting him an absolute massive coup coup. i I still can't believe we we did it i think we will look back on his time at the club you know couple of seasons but they were special like moments of just deft touches and just a, the kind of finesse that he had Clarky, would you say like just a, as you said buds we kind of wasted him in, in in the sense there wasn't success at the club during his time but yeah i i'll look back fondly on that well yeah he and i, I just i liked he had he had a big willy approach to things. Like he came mm-hmm. here off the back of a World Cup. He uh, he swung it around. He uh, he yep. s- he swung it around like he was the best player on the pitch. He knew he was the best player on the pitch. He did things that others couldn't do on the pitch. He scored he scored goals that were you know technically unreal that he just made look so fucking simple. Mm. Uh, he was a, he was a bit of a wizard Effortless. for us. Yeah, I liked his swag. He was a bit of a prick behind play too. Mm-hmm. He he knew the arts of the niggles. He was a big man. He he knew how to time things. He was a seasoned pro. He was you know he was he was a fucking insanely good footballer and put in yeah. for us. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's tough to think about actually wasting wasting him in that Honda season. Really tough thinking about that, but um. Yeah, yeah, we fucked that one up royally, but uh, yeah, good on him. I'm but he glad still he got the chocolate says in. You know, he still scored a fucking hat full of goals. Like, yeah, and got yeah. to go home, and you know, he got to go home, and probably went home at the right time. Yeah, mm-hmm. when, it, when it all kicked off, and went back to Malmo, and you know, won things. So, uh, great career, and I think we're pretty fortunate to be part of his career. Because yeah, we didn't end up recording that song, Budza. With uh, the vaudeville ah. smash, uh, good... you know the Zinedine Zidane song. We never we started to try and make a song. I think it would have happened uh, if if it was in class. If he hung around, 
Oh, if it was in the Clarky era, that idea, you probably could have got it off the ground, mate. Yeah, with his uh, digital smarts, yeah. We with tried to do skills. a song based off that Zinedine Zidane song, but substituting all the players rattled off with Vuck players, but the chorus and we got always been Ola Teuben. We, we, we had got permission from we the got band permission to, from to do it. Smash too, yeah. And... Um, I, I think there's there's no sunset clause on 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 that offer from Portable uh, Smash. I'm pretty sure. So if we ever decide to revisit it, I remember as it was a, that part was like a, sunset clause. Yeah, fancy. Oh, yeah. I'm all about I'm all about <laughs> interstellar shit. So, but um, and microscopic and anyway, um, gents, I want to talk about Vux that could play in the World Cup. Speaking of interstellar travel, uh, Graham Arnold, he's got to pick his preliminary squad as we alluded to. And I think we need to go through our squad and just sort of say, who's a chance who might be robbed of a chance to travel to Qatar? Uh, who wants to kick us off? Cause I think there's quite a few that are sort of on the cusp or, you know, if one or two things Swing our way could be on the plane. Off you go. Controversial opinion. I don't think any are in the mix, to be honest. Yeah, right. Um, I, I and I think that's it's. I think there might have been maybe a couple knocking down the door if they'd really started the the season with our house on fire. But I mean, you might look at someone like Jake Brimmer or something like that. But uh, you got you got to look at. I don't think he's started the season particularly well. He's been all right, but you know. He would be the closest for me, and I don't think he's anywhere near it. I mean, although Aiden Hrustich is now looks like he's set to miss. So I'm with hearing ankle ligament problems. Um, so th- there's definitely an opportunity. Likely to miss uh, off yeah. the latest bit of news. Hrustich, yeah, like it's a it's a big loss, you know. But anyway, oh, we won't get too sidetracked. <laughs> he's our only like really good player, like, player up in and comer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I reckon Brimmer or Daggers, and I still don't reckon either of them are close. One because I don't think they've probably started good enough, and two, Graham Arnold, like yeah, and the that... competitors, you know, McLaren scoring, Naboo's scoring, Leckie's mm. doing the job. Like th- yeah. th- they're ahead on the pecking order, whether we like it or not. And mm-hmm. I think it's a, a case. Yeah, and Garia being injured would have been one as you know in terms of the right back scenario because I'm not sold on Risden, and apparently Atkinson's injured as well. I mean, we all want us to do really well in this World Cup, but let's uh, let's hopefully not lose too many more. But apart from the names we've mentioned, gents, I mean, Josh Belante is past it now in terms of the that you know Falami did get a call up, you know, in that more A League based squad. He's not had I a good start of the year either. Exactly, icons talked about um, in dispatches as well in terms of you know he was a part of. The furniture there for a period, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we, um, I don't think we get any, um, we don't get any cash, and yeah, uh, it's a, a good cash little, uh, cash money, uh, this little injection from the, from the federation, yeah, but no, I don't think, I don't think it's going to happen for any of them this this time around, um, and you yeah, know, well, there goes that segment. Yeah, move Quick, on quickly. Right, we can just say. Future future Vuk player Jackson Irvine is going to be in Qatar, so yes. we'll just we'll just say that. Yeah. Um. Signed the signed the <laughs> like signed the. Well, I was actually going to put him as a tibbity. Signed the new deal at uh, FC Pauli. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. St. Pauli. Um, I love him, St. Pauli. Yeah, he's captain. Like perfect so, fit, isn't it? Yeah, culturally. he's captain now. Yeah, he's captain now. So, Brilliant. Um, yeah, I think he enjoys his time in Hamburg. So, um, it's, a, it's a mad pretty, city. Pretty, yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, it's a great spot. So, um, yeah, future Vuck captain Jackson Irvine. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll get maybe I'll get Irvine on the back of my uh, China shirt. Now, while we're on Qatar, Clarky and Budza, they've also been named the host of the 2023 Asian Cup to be hosted Yay. in January 2024. Yay. Oh, got to use those stadiums for something. Fucking mm. what a joke. Yeah. I, re- I yeah. resent this decision. I resent the fucking World Cup decision. I'm so fucking shitty at Qatar. <laughs> just like completely like marginalized the whole nation of Qatar, but nah. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um we'll see smashing Qatars. Yeah, and I think um I think um the, the January thing's a bit interesting. I think mm-hmm. that's uh yeah, that's a bit interesting, but we'll see what happens with this World Cup if it's not a disaster. But you know, even if it is a disaster, I can't see the AFC you know changing their mind about anything. Nah. So no. Nah. So that's uh, it's the next tournament we look forward to, but hopefully our best players aren't injured. Yes, indeed. Now, Budza, you and I, I think potentially even Clarky are drinking this new victory draft. Now, the reason I bring that up now is actually there is on the horizon a new segment that we're looking to introduce in conjunction with local brewing who have been behind Victory Draft. So it's going to involve fans and it's really about you, the listener, getting free beer. Yep, I just said the magic word. So we're not going to go and reveal everything about what the new segment will be exactly because we're just working out the finer details, aren't we, boys? We're just going to get this nicely packaged up and and then there'll be an opportunity for people to engage with us, be it on social media or on the Discord, about this particular segment and potentially win beer. So do we want to add anything more to that, gents? Well, that's probably enough information for now and people will have to stay tuned for next week. All will be revealed for next week. All will be revealed. It's a surprise. When we think when we think enough about it and put yeah. it all together and surprise ourselves, then we'll surprise you. But there's free beer. Free beer. Ice cold piss. <laughs> all right. We're going to talk about this city football group mob. We've got to preview this match. We've got to talk about... What's happening on Saturday night at Swan Street Stadium, 7.45 p.m. It's sixth versus first. City are coming off two wins against both Western United and Brisbane Raw. We've alluded to those Socceroos, that trio up top, McLaren, Lecky, Naboo. They're all kind of getting amongst it. McLaren's getting amongst it in social media too, isn't he, Clarky? So... Derby's got some spice to it as oh, usual. Yeah, Mr. Chip more. on his shoulder. There's more, isn't there? 
Oh, there's always more. Oh, well, Jamie McLaren has that Aldi Michael Jordan mentality where he <laughs> needs to feel Michael aggrieved to, to motivate himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, do whatever you do to get your head mm. in the game, I guess. Um, it's going to be an interesting one this week. City aren't going to sit back like Western United, and I think that actually suits us a bit better. Um, I think we probably prefer to go toe to toe with the team. Yeah. Um, even one that, hey, I'll pay them a compliment. They're a good side. They're still a good side. Um, so uh, we have to we have to bounce back from from what just happened. And um, I don't know. They've been good so far. Uh, the the Arby's have been good in the Popovich era. Um, so you know, I'm expecting a, a pretty fiery Butter. one on Saturday night. Tamas Gomulka. I'm thinking Hungarian potentially, you know, that, that name of that origin, he's missing for them because he got himself a red card. Um, where, where do you think the Tamas Gomulka, trying to just picture the first name, surname, I'm going for Hungarian. Anyway, Dutch signing, Van der Vene. We know where the name Van der Vene comes from. Um, he's probably going to come in for him, isn't he, Clarkie? Buds is furiously looking up Gamulka. Oh, yeah, you'd imagine so. Oh, yeah. Checking out what Nasho is. Um, no, yeah, yeah, you'd imagine. Look, besides that, the team's the team's pretty strong. So, um, and it seems like we're going in unchanged. Um, we might want to talk about that. It's week three without Tommy Urich, Buds. I'm sure, like me, you're keeping count on his um on his injury watch. Yeah, um, I reckon got I reckon Gomuka, I reckon Gomuka's a Turk too. Um yeah, I reckon he's a Turk. Um, um Okay. So yeah, the, the Dutchman, the the reincarnation of um what's what's my cousin's name again? Oh, yes. Ziggy Gordon. He looks like Ziggy Gordon, <laughs> this guy. Um Yeah, Bar- Barisha's there, Barisha's been, you know, been okay. Um McLaren, Mr. Tapping Merchant. Yeah, that was Discount funny seeing Marisha. his um the de- the de- yeah the den, um the worst active support in in oh, the A League got den. into his head, and um, yeah they got into his head and he you know they lived rent free and he um out of nowhere just it's more like a cat funny. rescue so, at the moment the den oh, just, as opposed to a place where lions are hanging out. Look, it's like yeah, um, embarrassment. Absolute embarrassment, but um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm not so much annoyed at the Tommy Urich injury updates. It's the Spira, um, and 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 while I think our fullbacks have done okay, um, I would prefer to see Spira in um. You reckon Spira was having Timothy? too many Karlovachkos uh, on the Dalmatian coast? Oh, I don't know. May may be, um, but um, we always knew this would would happen. It's a long season, um, and it'll start heating up soon. The grounds will get very hard, so we need a um, we need a fit and firing Spiranovic for the business of the season. Yeah, um, yeah. Ber- Berenger is sidelined from a ha- with a hamstring injury for them, but you know I think that where we need to exploit and where we were lacking in the last game uh, is with the fullbacks and, you know, CFG have got um, 
Callum Talbot and Jordan Boss, and they've been okay in the opening weeks, but they're very young, 19 and 21, and we need to exploit them on both sides. We need a, we need Falami and Nani to do a job and be at their best uh, this week, much like uh, Marco Rojas yes. was when we destroyed him last year. late yeah. in last season. Last season. And uh, and and ripped and yeah ripped them up uh, late last season. So um, we were undefeated against them uh, last year. Didn't lose a game to them. And I would really love to uh, right the wrongs of um, last Saturday night. This Clarky, Saturday does Falami start this week? Um, Chris Economides. Lots of calls, you know, when he arrived at the club, you know, before the injury issues and, you know, his form issues aside, like he was the blue chip player that we talked about. I think it's time for him to start personally. Um, Look, I still think it's probably still Falamis to lose. I reckon you'd give him one more, one more. start, mm-hmm. I reckon. Yeah. Um purely based off the fact that Economides didn't really, for me, do enough in his sub-appearance last week to, to, to warrant the switch around. Um, but I think it's probably, I think we, we bring him off the bench again. If if, if Alami's pretty much the same as, as last week, then I think after that, then we we, we consider a change-up. But um, I think for someone like Ben Falami, still young, still developing, I think you... You give him an extra game. You don't. You don't chop him down okay. just yet. I just. I, I just desperately want us to the the crowd and our side to just put Glover under pressure early. Uh, he's not had to do much in the first two weeks. No, at all. he's had. He's had. You know, while while they've done what they need to do, City. Yeah, you know, not super convincing. Although you, you, yeah, they did go down to ten. Sorry, oh, to eleven. Have, sorry, ten men in that game against Brisbane and still were dominant. Yeah, look, I still think that, yeah, I, I, I still think they're the best side in it. I still think they're the team to beat. Um, but, you know, they haven't exactly had the strongest of you know, fixtures. Um, you know, Western Western United were terrible in the first game and um, LaCrap <laughs> is uh, having, you know, he's he's completely lost it in the first two weeks. So their, their defence, they've been struggling uh, Brisbane Raw, well, uh, no one really needs to talk about them. They're becoming more relevant by the day under the backries. Fading away. They didn't even put up a whimper. Like Marty um, McFly in a photo. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even put it. Fading away. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really do much as the home team. Like, I, I won serious free oh, money. That was ridiculous. That Just you want two bucks? He said. Everyone snapping that up for oh. the city against the Raw. You just go. Brisbane roar into McLaren scoring. It was just ching ching ching. Um, Game I hope time. I hope we you know give them a bit of a shock. Yeah, give them a bit of a shock. Uh, we need to be Melbourne Victory that comes out. We need it. We need good daggers and good daggers early, and we need to just just put Glover under the cosh, boo the fuck out of him, get into his head, make him you know big calamity Glover. Because uh, nothing would be better. Nothing would be better. We put so you know it's on us. We um. You know, J- Jamison will be his little shitty self. Uh, Lamb is, you know, the finish, the finish um, centre half that they've got in. He seems to be a decent signing but for him. But as I said before, Talbot, Boss, and 
Talbot, Boss, and Glover. Yeah, Talbot, Boss, and Glover. You got to put them yep. under pressure. Put them under pressure. O'Neill's a handy tight. We know we've said McLaren, you know, if they've got the ball up forward, they'll be putting pressure on us. They've got quality players. We need to hold that ball. We need to be compact in possession. We need to not give up um, turnovers in possession. And we need to really exploit them on the width and uh, play it into daggers. So I think I think Vuck 2-1 for me. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Budza. Um You've summed it up pretty well, mate. Um, I reckon two one as well. I was I was tossing up between a draw, but a draw is unacceptable this week. It's our home game. Uh, we really need to remind them once again that this is uh, our territory. I expect this game to be pretty chockers in the stands compared to what we've had to experience the last you know three four seasons. Um, I expect the fans uh, to play a big role in this one and I can't see us losing twice uh, in the space of, you know, of a week at that at that stadium. I just can't see it. So I'm going to go with 2-0 to the VARC. Ooh, I like that. Keeping a clean sheet, Dave. I love That's that a big optimism. One. That's a big one. Look, I think one thing we probably need to also touch on as well um, is that the weather? I don't think the weather's looking very good. Um, nope. Yeah, bit of, at all. Bit of rain. I think it. Yeah, well, they're talking thunderstorms at about about game time. So, oh, um, we have. Sounds sorry, good. I've got a, I've I've got a little mosquito. It's a little bit of heat now in Melbourne, so I'm leaving some windows open. I've got a mozzie buzzing around my head. Um, we have wet weather football experience in the last two weeks. Yep. That, that, <laughs> you and, can and, handle and, it. And we won, we won. We'd be um, yeah. we're a, we're a winner on a uh, on a soft uh, soft track. So um, good insight there, Buns. You know, it could be something in that. Uh, it does throw up some unpredictable sort of you know bobbles and balls skidding and along and fans, fans etc. Yeah, so we need to visualise, Carl. Um, our fans actually. This is one game too where we're not we're not allowed to stay home because of the rain. I'm hearing there's trains. I'm hearing there's issues with trains. Oh god! Planes, trains, and automobiles. Make sure um, you follow Brenton for all the updates on. You see, if, if you follow, if you follow the Rayman related to that, the Rayman will sort you out weeks before the events um, with how you're going to get there mm-hmm. and what time you're going to get home. He's a ripper, Brenton. Had a chat with him in the stands yes, on the weekend. We did. Um, yeah, we're not allowed to soft it. We can't. We give City so much shit. We give whatever the fuck their their crew is called so much shit in their home end because the south end is literally a shadow of what it used to be and is still bigger than their home end. Um, <clears throat> we're not allowed to soft it this week. Everyone must turn up. And the club must- offering a, a little um, message to south enders uh, today, which was... Uh, Good to see. I like that. So, yeah, I, I think we need to see that. I mean, it's slowly coming back to life, the South End. It's uh, it's, it's been on uh, life support, not just, in terms of numbers so much, but just energy. It's just, yeah, I think we're all, it's mostly because we're all older now, I think. Everyone's old, but just need to, you just need to pump up. You just need to pump up. Mm-hmm. Um, bring your ponchos. 
bring your thermos full of bovril. Um, <laughs> stay away from the booths downstairs at the corner hotel pregame. Don't go there. Don't go downstairs at the corner. It's a terrible place to go. Um, <laughs> don't overcrowd it. It's so good. Um, you know, just, just, <laughs> just fucking get there and mon the fuck. Mon. Fuck CFG.